Hey, this is Drew Blackston, founder of Anchor Movement. Together with my wife, Valerie, we want to invite you to join us on our podcast as we discover more of God together. We founded Anchor Movement on Hebrews 619, which says we have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. We hope this message drops an anchor into your soul and propels you towards the destiny that God has for you. If our message inspires you, we encourage you to rate and share with your friends and family. Thank you for tuning in to today's Anchor Movement Podcast. Enjoy the message. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to Anchor TV. If you're watching this on YouTube or on our website, or thank you for listening on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. Today, we're going to continue in our Fear of series. Last two podcasts uh, and YouTube shows we've done have been on fear. The first one on fear of lack, which was about financial lack and financial loss. And the second one was fear of loneliness. And I encourage you to go back, look at those two podcasts, listen to those. If you haven't got you know gotten through those, um, you don't have to stop today to go listen to those, but go back, check those out. Um, we encourage you to always kind of keep up with where we're at. You can go on anchormovement.com to see what we're up to, our various social media platforms, whether that's Facebook, Instagram. But today, I want to jump into a story that I have come to love. The more I study this story out uh, to communicate this with you guys, I have just fallen in love with the character in this story. And his name is Jehoshaphat. He's actually the king of Judah, but I'm going to call him King Jay. Uh, because Jehoshaphat is way too long to keep saying. Um, and today, it's ca- we're, I'm calling this Fear of Unexpected News. And, and the reason I'm calling it that, you're going to see this, but um, a lot of what's going on right now in the world with COVID-19 and job loss and, and sickness and things like that, a lot of it was unexpected. You know, 2019 was a really good year uh, for most people. Um, you know, if you look at the stock market, you look at the economy, you look at the kind of the landscape of the world, 2019 was a pretty darn good year. And as we went into 2020, there was this anticipation of a new decade, of, of a new beginning. This is 2020. I know everybody, uh, a lot of the, the churches or ministries I follow, follow were calling this the year of uh, clear sight, right? The 2020 vision. Um, but it, it hasn't really turned out that way. It's been really foggy, really muddy. It's been very unexpected uh, because of what, what has happened this year with COVID-19 and, and just really how the world has been thrown into uh, just chaos, panic, and fear. And, and so today I want to look at, at King Jehoshaphat, King Jay, as I've been calling him, and, and we find his story in Second Chronicles 20. And we're going to start in verse 2. We're going to work our way through verse 24. We're going to do this kind of in sections, but I've got three quick points today to kind of how do we handle ourselves when when unexpected news comes? You know, what is what's the Bible say? What does God say? What are some good examples of how we can live our life when unexpected news comes in my own life? I think about the time uh, when Valerie and I made the move here to Tampa. You know, we were living near Orlando, Florida, and we felt like God was calling us back to Tampa where I'd gone to college and where my wife had grown up and we had a job lined up and and everything was kind of working out according to plan. We got a house and and we moved and then about two days before I was supposed to start my new job, I got a call from my boss. They wanted to see me and I didn't think anything of it. 
went in and sat down, and the boss told me that uh, there, there was not going to be a job for me. So basically, moved my whole family to Tampa expecting to have this job, and, and now there was no job. This was an unexpected surprise. Uh, needless to say, it was a surprise that I did not want to handle. It was something that I did not see coming. It was something that um, threw me for a loop. I mean, I had been planning for nine, actually almost a year, uh, to move and to take this certain job. And two days, two days before I'm supposed to start, um, I'm told that there is no job. And I wish I'd have known about King Jay at that point because I did not handle myself very well. I, um, I was very uncertain, very scared, um, but... What I want to help you today is when you get unexpected news, to be more like King Jehoshaphat and less like me when I got that news um, when I first moved to Tampa. So we're going to start in verse 2, and here's how it starts. We're using the New Living Translation. It says, Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They're already at Hazan Tamar. This was another name. For in Gedi. And so basically, here's the context. Judah, uh, King Jehoshaphat, he's the king of Judah, and they're having a lot of peace and prosperity in their land, but messengers come, spies, people who are watching out for the land come and say, hey, King Jay, there's this massive army, and it's coming for you. It's coming right at you right now, and it's, and it's so close, it's actually on your doorstep. And so at this moment, King Jehoshaphat, he doesn't really have a moment to, to, to go, oh my gosh, let's, let's kind of prepare for this. Let's get the army ready. Let's do some strategy. No, it, it is right at his front door and it is time to fight. And, and it, it kind of reminds me in our own lives when we're going through, you know, just everyday life and then all of a sudden we are smacked in the face with a cancer diagnosis, a job loss you know, a death of a family member, uh, a child makes a decision that, that we don't approve of, a financial burden, someone leaves us in our relationship, something that we did not see coming smacks us right in the face and changes our life forever. And for Jehoshaphat, this was a personal battle. You know, the messenger said, they're coming for you. They're not coming against the country. They're not coming against the people. They're coming against you. And this was a very personal battle for King Jay, and it was something that he had to address at that moment. And I'm telling you right now, when you have unexpected news come at you, the worst thing you can do is run and hide. The worst thing you can do is act like it's really not there to to keep it, you know, to, to kind of tamp it down. The best thing to do is to attack it head on. And that's what we see with King Jehoshaphat. So here, here are some things that I want to show you. Three quick points of what to do when unexpected news comes. We're going to start in verse 3. So King Jay was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Now here, here's what gets me on those verses. It says that King Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat, he was terrified by the news, and rightly so. But what did he do? He begged the Lord for guidance. He sought the Lord, right? He didn't go to his advisors. He didn't go to his army generals, but he sought the Lord. And so when unexpected news comes, the first thing we need to do is to seek God, 
to seek God and to find out what He wants us to do. What is His answer? And even if we don't hear an answer from God, the, the best thing we can do is to get our mindset and our mind frame saying, I don't know what this, you know, I don't know why this came. You know, I don't know why COVID-19 came. I don't know why this cancer diagnosis came. I don't know why I had a job loss or this person left me. But let me just get my focus on the Lord in this moment. Because if I can get my focus on Him, if I can get in tune with the Holy Spirit, then I might not get an answer of why, but I can get an answer of what to do next or how do I need to address this situation. And that's what really King Jay was doing. He was looking at saying, hey, I I don't know what to do, but I know that you know what to do, God. Actually, in verse 12, if you skip down, here's what King Josephat says. He says, Um, We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. He's saying, listen, we are powerless against this army. We don't know what to do, but we're looking to you for help. And and what encouragement I get from that with King Jesus is we don't know what to do. We have no idea what to do. And sometimes it's okay to not know what to do because the greater one who lives in us He knows what to do. He has seen the future. He has been in the past. He's our ever-present help in time of need, right? He is the one who is and is to come, and he's also the one who's very present. So in the moments where we don't know what to do, when I lost my job two days before before I was supposed to start, I didn't know what to do, but I know that God knew exactly what I needed to do, and he showed up in that moment. You know, 1 John 5, 14 says, and we're confident, right, that He hears us, that God hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases Him. So when unexpected news comes, here's the first thing that we need to do. We need to seek God. We need to seek Him. We need to know that He hears us, and we need to look out for Him. Now, number two, come in verses 15 through 17. And this was a prophet talking to Jehoshaphat. He said, listen, all you people of Jerusalem, listen, King Jay, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Isn't that a great promise? The battle is not yours, but it's God. Tomorrow, listen to this, tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz, but you will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. Now, th- now think about that. God answers. He answers through a prophet to King Jay, and he says, listen, I've heard your prayers. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to march out against that army. Now, what did King Jehoshaphat say? He said, we are powerless against this mighty army. But then God comes back and says, listen, King Jay, I know that you you think you're powerless, but I need you to march out there, and I need you to take your position, and I need you to stand against this massive, unexpected news that has come knocking on your front door. So the first thing we need to know in this fight is that the battle is God's, but we have to take our stand. And how do we take our stand? We take our position with the Word of God, right? So God answered King Jehoshaphat, and that's where Jehoshaphat's confidence came from. That's where King Jay's confidence came from. He came, his confidence came from knowing that God said, hey, I'm going to take care of this battle. Well, we have the written Word of God available to us any time of the day, 
anytime we have unexpected news, that's the time we need to go to the Word of God and say, what does God's Word say about this situation? What does He say about this unexpected news? What does He say about this relationship? What does God say about this job loss? What does God say about this financial burden? What does God say about this diagnosis that we've been unexpectedly given? When I was in middle school, uh, I was playing football as the quarterback of our of our middle school football team. And I was in eighth grade, and you know you're the big dog in eighth grade. And I actually dislocated my hip, broke my hip socket, and shattered my growth plate. My hip bone actually went through my hip socket, and that was very unexpected. I'd been working so hard to be the starting quarterback, and now uh, I was sidelined with this massive and terrible injury. Very unexpected, right? Well. Through that injury, um, I found every scripture I could find on healing in the Bible. I read every gospel account where Jesus healed somebody. I went from Genesis to Revelation and found every scripture that said that God healed or that the Lord God is our healer or that His Word is our healing medicine. What was I doing? I was taking my stand against the enemy. For me, the enemy was the injury. The enemy was my dislocated hip. And so for me, the way that I took a stand was through the Word of God. And that's the same thing that you can do today. No matter what the news is, the wisdom for that news is in God's Word. The wisdom is from God. And we can take our stand by taking the Scriptures. The Bible says that the Scriptures are a sword, right? So we can fight with the sword of the Spirit. And we do have to battle. Even when we get unexpected news, when the enemy shows up, we still have to battle. Even though the battle is the Lord's and victory belongs to God, we still got to fight. And we see that in verse 18. It says, The King Jay bowed low with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Kohath and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel with a very loud shout. Now check this out. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness. On the way, King Jay stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you'll succeed. Believe in what he says. And he says, After consulting with the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army. He appointed the worship team to walk in front of the army, and they were going to sing praises And this is what they said, give thanks to the Lord, his faithful love endures forever. Listen, our weapons, they're not shields, they're not bullets, they're not, you know, an actual physical sword, but our weapon is worship. Our weapon is our hands lifted high and saying, you are the, you alone are God, you are good. I know that you have a plan for me. I know you have a plan and a purpose for my life. So I'm going to worship you in this situation. You know, for King Jay, he was worshiping even, for, even before the battle began. You know, God, I know this looks bad, but I'm going to worship you anyway. God, I know I lost my job, but I'm going to worship you in a, anyway. God, I know that this person left me in my relationship, but I'm going to worship you anyway. God, I know that I've been diagnosed with this sickness, but I'm going to worship you anyway. God, I know that my bank account looks dry in this situation, but I am going to worship you anyway. God, I know that my children are making decisions that they should not make, but, but God, I'm going to worship you anyway. That's the key, is to keep worshiping God no matter what the situation looks like. The unexpected news is going to come between now and the day we die, but how we address that 
you know, think about King Jehoshaphat and the whole the whole army of Judah. The closer and closer they got to the enemy, they kept praising God. And and what I like to think about in my mind is I can see this army just marching, right? And they had the worship team out in front, and you know, maybe you know, think about somebody like Elevation Worship or Bethel Music, and they're out front. And, here comes the army, and they're singing the song. And you know, one of the songs that's popular right now is "Rattle" by Elevation Worship. You can just you can just hear them singing that song "Rattle" as they walk out to the battle. And and maybe as they're getting closer and closer, their confidence is getting bigger and bigger because they know that God's going to fight for them. So they're singing louder and louder, and they can you know they're saying, "Hear those dry bones rattling!" And boom, it's getting louder and louder. And here's the cool thing, verses 22 through 24, and this is where we're going to end today. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies, this great enemy, to start fighting among themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies, and they killed every one of them. And after they had destroyed their own army, or after they destroyed the enemy army, they started attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived, when King Jay arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. Now here, here is the, the key in all of this. When King Jehoshaphat and all of Judah was worshiping God, when they were seeking God, when they were, when they were taking their position, when they were marching towards the enemy, when they were worshiping God, did they see the enemy army being defeated by God? Did they hear the enemy army being defeated by God? No, they didn't see it because they had to get over the ridge. They didn't hear it because they were too busy worshiping God. But when they got in front of their enemy, all they saw were dead bodies because God had defeated their enemy. And that's what I'm telling you in your life today. All you're going to see are dead bodies. Not physical dead bodies, not, not in reality dead bodies, but let me tell you something. The enemy that comes against you will be defeated by the Lord, and all you're going to see is dead bodies. That job loss that came to you because of COVID-19, God's going to take you to a better place, and all you're going to see are dead bodies. The diagnosis that God brought on you, let me tell you something. I mean, I'm sorry, not that God brought on you, but that the enemy brought on you. God is going to bring healing to your body. Isaiah 53, 5 says, by his stripes you are healed. All you're going to see are dead bodies. That relationship, that person that left you, you're going to be in a better place and all you're going to see is dead bodies. God is fighting our battles. God is our victor. And take heart of what King Jay said at the very beginning. We don't know what to do, Lord, but we know that you know what to do. So here's what we can do. Three things. Remember what we can do when unexpected news comes. One, we can seek God. We can pray, pray, pray. Number two, we can take our positions. We can get in the Word of God. We can find the scriptures that speak directly to our situation. There's no excuse for us not to be able to find scriptures today with the Bible app and Google and even a physical Bible. And number three, we're going to worship. We're going to worship God no matter where we are, in season, out of season, no matter what. If there's fruit on the vine or if there's a famine in the land, we're going to worship God. If you have nothing to worship Him for, remember You have breath in your lungs. You have blood flowing through your veins. You have a heart that's pounding. And when your heart stops pounding, you're going to be face to face with Jesus and eternity. And that's enough to worship Him and knowing that I have eternity with Jesus. Eventually, whether whether we're going to get through this or not, wherever we're going to be, there will be an end to this. And when there is an end to this, an end to your unexpected news, there will be victory in that victory is found in Jesus. Let me pray for you. Father God, thank you so much for this message today. 
Thank you so much for the promise of victory, the victory found in Jesus, the victory found that you have fought our battles and that you are fighting our battles. We thank you that you've been in our past, Lord, that you're in our present and you're in our future. So, Father, we commit ourselves to you today when unexpected news comes. Lord, we're going to seek your face. We're going to entrench ourselves in your word, and we are going to worship you louder and louder. We love you, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for who you are and everything you're doing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in today. Have a great rest of your day.